Hello and welcome to episode 107 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and I'm joined, as often, by my friend Evan. Evan, how are you doing, man? What's up, dude? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing well. Um, we did not have an episode last week because uh, Braves only had one series. The Hawks didn't do nothing. It would have just been us talking about Braves and White Sox for like 10 minutes, I guess, and then signing it off. So uh, we decided to to delay it a little bit, get some more stuff to talk about. And um, we have a lot to talk about this episode. Um, you know, three series. Uh, the Braves actually kind of hit a little bit of a skid uh, in the past week plus, but uh didn't really matter because the Marlins and Phillies also did. And the Braves actually have gained ground with one of their worst stretches of the season, which is kind of funny. Uh, but we'll get into the games in a second. Uh, first, I want to talk about all the transactions and stuff that have gone down since we talked last. And it's a lot. And some, some pretty important stuff, too. Uh, the first one that happened like right towards the back end of the All-Star break uh, was Nick Anderson going to the 60-day IL with a shoulder strain. Um, Nick Anderson has been the setup man for majority of the season, and uh, he's out until I think like early September. Um, there was some like speculation that uh, he was like actually seriously hurt because um, he has never pitched this many innings in his entire career, and he's a guy that is coming off of a pretty serious injury already. Um, I think he pitched only this many innings in 2019, and uh, since then he hasn't reached this number yet. So I think it might just be kind of to maintain him and uh, keep him fresh, keep him um, good for the playoffs because uh, you know, the Braves, I don't want to say they've locked things up, but they are can kind of go in cruise control for these next two months, really. Um, then another big bullpen arm went out, A.J. Minter, uh, who got hurt during the uh, Rays series, actually. Seemed like he was going to be okay, and then after the break they put him on the I.L., He's pitching for Gwinnett tomorrow with a rehab start. And then uh, those are two important ones. I'll just fly through the rest. It's kind of a lot. Uh, Colby Aller, 60-day IL. Sam Hillier, 10-day IL. Forrest Wall, Allen Winnens, and Daysville Hernandez make their MLB debuts. Mike Soroka back to Gwinnett. Yanni Chirinos claimed off waivers by the Rays. Uh, the Braves traded for Pierce Johnson. They traded for Taylor Hearn. They DFA Derek Rodriguez and Lucas Lickey. Mac Fried has one more rehab assignment before he joins the team. And Kyle Wright is not expected to be back until September. So I know I just talked a lot. Um, a lot of stuff happened. We had to fly through it. Um, what sticks out to you here with all this uh, mumbo jumbo that's gone on with the team the past week or so? Yeah, some things that stick out. Max Freed, he's got one more rehab start. Yep. Um, you know, he's looked pretty good. I know his last start, he gave up a couple home runs, but, you know, not a big deal. It's going to happen. Um, you know, so so one more rehab start. He'll be back. That's that's promising. Um yeah, Kyle Wright won't be back for a little while. You know, we can afford that. I'd rather him be fully ready, fully healed. Um, so you know that that can take some time, and 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 you know, we have such a comfortable lead that we can afford to for that to happen. So, um, but yeah, a lot of bullpen arms, a lot of moving parts. Honestly, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of new names we saw this week uh, starting coming out of the bullpen. Um, Soroka being sent down, like just a lot of moving parts. And, uh, you know, the Braves are really, you know, you know, in, in their trades, probably trying to target guys with options, you know, yeah. because of, of all the moving parts, like, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a pretty crazy week. Um, you know, we're, and we're not even at the trade deadline yet. So things could get interesting. Um, you know, we'll talk about the the two moves we we made today. Um, 
getting some getting some help in the bullpen. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess we can dive into that now. Yeah. Um, before I do that, I guess I do just want to shout out the rookies that came up. Forrest Wall came up for uh, Hilliard. He got hurt. He stole second and third in the ninth inning on Saturday, which was pretty cool for a debut. Um, and then Alan Winnens made his MLB debut starting, and he looked solid. He's already back down to Gwinnett, but filling in with um, Allard being hurt. And then Daisbel Hernandez pitched yesterday against the Brewers and got the win in his debut out of the bullpen, which is pretty cool, and uh, had two strikeouts. And he's still with the team. Him and Forrest Waller both still with the team. And um, as far as Soroka going back down, it kind of looks like Yanni Chirinos is going to get called up and start this weekend. Um, he had like a 402 ERA with the Rays this year, which isn't bad, but he just like strikes out nobody. I think that's kind of why the Rays DFA'd him. They don't really like guys that don't strike out anybody. So uh, I guess the Brazier's kind of taking a shot on him. So yeah, let's talk about the trades though, because um, about noon today, uh, kind of back to back, they made these deals. Um, the more um, notable one is the Pierce Johnson one uh, from the Rockies. Uh, the Braves could put Victor Vodnik, who was actually their number 10 prospect. Um, but uh, with this Braves system, your number 10 prospect is not like a good system's number 10 prospect. Um, so I guess if you're a Rockies fan, some Rockies fans probably get excited. It's like, oh, we got a top 10 prospect for this guy. I guess you did technically, but not really. Um, then they also gave up Tanner Gordon, who uh, was our number 26 prospect. Um, for Pierce Johnson, who with the Rockies, you always kind of got to take with a grain of salt with uh, these numbers. He has a six ERA <laughs> this season, but he's been pretty good away from Coors Field. Um, he's got like a 2.12 FIP. Um, his ERA is still like four, but um, the FIP is really encouraging. Um, he strikes out a lot of guys. Uh, 58 strikeouts and 39 innings. That's 13.4 Ks per nine. That's really solid. Um, he's gotten in trouble with homers and walks this year, um, but um, six of his seven homers he's given up were at Coors. And uh, kind of a funny thing, the one home run he gave up away from Coors was to Matt Olson. So hey, not gonna have to deal with that anymore with if you're Pierce Johnson. So yeah, <laughs> not 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 a crazy move here. Um, he uh, is not a guy that's had a ton of success in the big leagues really, but um, you're kind of taking a chance on the upside. He can throw a really nice fastball. Throws hard as hell. He can strike guys out. And I think the Braves are thinking, get him out of Coors, limit the walks. You might have a productive piece here. Um, I'm not, I don't think this is going to be the move in the bullpen. I think it's just uh we got to wait till the deadline. Let's see what he's got and see what we need to do. So what do you think about uh Pierce Johnson? Yeah, I like the move. Get him out of Coors and you know, see what he's got. Like he has a seven seven three seven ERA at Coors, and everywhere else he has a four one seven ERA. The strikeouts yeah. are up. Uh you know, the walks are still an issue, but, you know, get him out of Coors and, you know, see what happens. Um, I like the move. I trust AA at this point to do anything. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what he's got. And uh, like I said, another right-hander, uh, you know, maybe picking up for Nick Anderson here. Uh, throws hard stuff. Could be a good good setup guy in the bullpen. Yeah, if they can tap into him, um, that, that, that could be like another uh, just sneaky move they makes this under the radar. I mean, I already saw some people freaking out about it of uh, looking at his baseball reference. He's got like a 98 percentile fastball velocity. Like there's some there's some upside for sure here. And uh, and the other one that he made was uh, Taylor Hearn. Not as big of a deal. I kind of actually laugh because the Braves did like one of their graphics and press releases for Taylor Hearn. Um, he got traded for cash considerations and has a 1029 ERA. Um, no disrespect to Taylor Hearn. I've actually like seen him in some interviews and stuff. He seems like a pretty nice guy. 
Um, but yeah, this is just a straight flyer. Taylor Hearn might not be on the team in a week if the Braves trade for somebody and need to clear a roster spot. Um, but uh, yeah, just cash considerations. He was with the Rangers, seven innings pitched and seven strikeouts, but a 10-20-90 ERA this year. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess just, another... This is lottery ticket. <laughs> Exactly. Another guy that you're taking a chance on um, to give you some, you know, some more depth. He's got options, um, but he actually spent yeah. most of the year in triple A this this year with uh, the Rangers. Uh, he has a, you know, outside of the seven games that you said, he has a three, six, six ERA, 12 and a half K's per nine. And again, five and a half walks per nine. So the walks are high. Strikeouts yeah. are high. Um, taking a chance here. We'll see if it works out. Like you said, he, uh, you know, he, he could not be on the team here in a week, um, but we kind of got, or, or got to see. Yeah, yeah. He has, he has, a, he has an option, like you said, which is probably the main, like one of the main points of acquiring him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, just taking another chance on a guy. He's, he's young. Maybe maybe a new new setting will, uh, you know, benefit him. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. And I'm trying to look. Um, yeah, Pierce Johnson does not have an option. So, uh if he's awful and then this week with the Braves, he could be off the team. So we'll see how yeah. it goes. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't think these are like their moves at the deadline. There's still a week to go, um, but there's just low risk and some upside, no problems with them at all. So uh, yeah, I guess uh, we, we touched on Max Freed and um, Kyle Wright. Um, yeah. Kyle Wright just, he's been out forever and this looks like he's got like another little over a month still. Um, so we'll see about him. He's not gonna have a ton of time to ramp up for the playoffs. So I guess we can talk about that later with the deadline and starters. But yeah, Max Freed, only one more start, and he'll be back. And that's that's huge because uh as we get into the games now, the Braves are starting to kind of get bit by not having good starters. So we can dive in um to these post all-star break games that they had going on. Uh the first series was against the White Sox, who are not good, but the Braves lost two out of three. It was their first series loss since they lost to the Oakland A's, which I know you remember well, um, that uh, series from hell in Oakland. But uh, they win game one, nine to nothing. The first inning back from the All-Star break, Matt since the grand slam, and it's just like the team is unreal. Like they haven't skipped a beat. They win nine to nothing. Um, then they lose a pretty frustrating one in game two, six to five. Um, Eddie Rosario just took a gun to Spencer Strider's ERA and just unloaded the clip as he just completely whiffed on two balls in the outfield that they don't call them errors, but they're errors. And it just, just like kind of ruined a good performance from Strider. Um, and uh, another annoying part was that the Braves had bases loaded in the eighth inning, couldn't come through. And then uh, runners on the corners down one in the ninth and Sean Murphy ground into a double play uh, to end the game. So that, that game sucked. And then um, yeah. on Sun, Yeah. That, that was pretty frustrating one as some of these Dimex ones were frustrating too. Um, but uh, yeah, on Sunday they got blown out. Colby Allard got hurt in this game. They lose eight to one. Dylan Cease pitched good for the White Sox. Not that much to talk about in this one. Um, and then the Arizona series, which these first two games really got had me heated when probably shouldn't be because the Braves they don't have to win every game. But they lose game one 16 to thirteen, <laughs> which is just insane. <laughs> um, they went down two to nothing in the first, and they scored five in the set in the in the bottom of the first, and the Diamondbacks scored five. Austin Riley had two go-ahead homers in this game. Um, he had an awesome week, by the way. He just won player of the week, so congrats to him. Um, but, yeah, Elder, this is when I, like the alarm bell started going off of Bryce Elder because um, 
between this start and the race start he had, it was like, oh, Lord, like he might be, uh, I, I mean, coming back down to earth in like the worst way possible. Um, he had a good start against Milwaukee, which was encouraging. But um, yeah, we, we, I can stop here. What did you think about any of those White Sox games? Any thoughts on in this 16-13 to 13 monstrosity that happened? Yeah, the first game in the White Sox series, we came out swinging again. It looked like we didn't even skip a beat from the All-Star break. Um, game two, we left – how many – it was like – I think we went two for ten with runners in scoring position. Um, yeah, two for ten. We left nine on base. So many opportunities in that game. We just we just you know couldn't yeah. get the big hit. Um, and then, yeah, game three, we had Allard out there who didn't make it out the second inning. So – you know, that was a kind of tough one to swallow, but um, it is what it is. You're going to have days like that. Uh, we lose the series to the, you know, one of the worst teams in the league again. So A's yeah. and, and White Sox have our number right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just got you kind of shrug your shoulders at that one. They had lost the series since the end of May, so it was bound to happen. Um, but uh, yeah, in this Arizona series too, they lost two out of three in game two. Was also kind of frustrating. Charlie Morton, he didn't pitch bad, but he just kept hanging curveballs and two strike counts, and they were getting hit, and that kind of cost him. Um, and also in the ninth, um, with Acuna on third and no one covering him down the line, did you see the Kevin Ginkle incident of him just no. getting? Oh my God. Um, so, you, you know, like if no, like Acuna does this all the time, they kind of shifted the third baseman over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's just halfway down the line and Ginkle, like the Braves got a runoff in that inning and they were threatening to come back and tire the game. But um, yeah, Acuna's like half in that line and Ginkle's probably like 20 pitches in, getting frustrated. And then he just starts walking towards Acuna with a little bit of sass to him. <laughs> he was not happy. And then like a couple pitches later, he throws a wild pitch and Acuna scores, gives him a little stare down. It was kind of just like a, what do you do in moment? Even I think Cattell Marte came over and was like, dude, like chill out. <laughs> like, that yeah, run focus, means nothing. Focus on the batter, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like we we were down two. If Acuna scores, which he did, you're still winning. That run effectively doesn't matter really. Um, the guy at the play is what really mattered. And even his Diamondbacks teammates were like, dude, come on. Um, he ended up closing down the Braves lose, another pretty frustrating one. Um, and at that point it was four in a row, which uh that sucked. Things were kind of rough for a minute, but um since then they played pretty well. They salvaged this year against Arizona. Austin Riley, who is like I said, been unreal this week. He hit the uh, go-ahead three-run homer in the bottom of the eighth with the Braves up seven to five, and what looked like it could have been another just uh, gut-wrenching loss because uh, Strider through six innings went six shutout, three earned runs, and then gave up four in the seventh, a three-run homer, and then a solo shot right after. He gave up uh, the three-run homer to a guy had like a negative twenty-seven OPS plus this year. Um, I. <laughs> which that, that just got on my nerves. Um, but uh, yeah, he was awesome besides that last inning, which kind of sucked for him. But uh, yeah, Kirby Yates gave up a homer to Corbin Carroll to make it um, a little a little rougher of a battle for the Braves. But Olsen and Riley, um, Olsen had two homers. He supplied the insurance run. And then Riley with a huge three-run shot to uh, put the Braves up and eventually win the game. Um, so yeah, that, that was huge. That was his third go-ahead homer of the series against Arizona. He homered in the first two games against Milwaukee. Uh, that was six homers in five games for him. And uh, pretty crazy because for a little bit, he was like the only guy not hitting on the team. <laughs> and he was just batting three-hole every game. So, yeah, you got any thoughts on Austin Riley before we talk about the Brewer series? 
Yeah, Austin Riley was incredible this week. Player NL Player of the Week. Uh, he had 10 hits, six home runs, 16 RBIs. And talk about clutch. Like you said, you know, three go-ahead home runs. Um, you know, that's pretty remarkable. And and like you said, he had been struggling a little bit. He was the opposite of clutch pretty much for a long time, it felt like. Um, but but he's catching fire here in the summer and, uh, you know, looking forward to continuing in this, this in the second half. Like, he's been awesome. Yeah, he has been. And, um, yeah, I continue this Brewer series, too, because in game one against the Brewers, hit another homer. Um, Arcia hit a homer against his old team, which was pretty cool. And uh, kind of looked like it was going to be an easy win. Um, but uh, Soroka, who pitched pretty well in this game until the end, he gave up two runs in the sixth to make it uh, six to four, make things a little closer. And then in the ninth inning with uh, Iglesias down, Kirby Yates came out for the save, but he went full Will Smith. <laughs> Like he got the first two outs, then he walked two, and then um, what was this? What's oh, it was um Perkins had an eleven pitch at bat against him, and um, he throws a slider to end the at bat that backdoors um, to the outside corner to strike him out looking. Kirby Hitch does not throw sliders, and that was the first one he threw all game, and it was perfect. I mean, it was a crazy good pitch. I think he throws like three percent sliders this season. I think they said it was his first slider he threw in July or something. And uh, <laughs> he saved it for a perfect time to get out of the jam. He was pretty pumped up. But I was actually, um, I went to see Oppenheimer on Friday and the trailers were playing and I was still watching it. And I was just in the movie theater like, good Lord. <laughs> He's about to blow his <laughs> And he didn't. And uh, that made uh, me watching that three-hour movie after more enjoyable. A um, lot less uh, angst on my brain. So what do you think about that performance? Because that brought me back to, 2021 Braves and some a little bit of Kinley last year too. Like, that kind of brought me back. <laughs> yeah. To come out and get, you strike out the first two batters in 12 pitches yeah. and then you end up throwing 32 in the whole inning. <laughs> like, come on, dude, just, I don't know, get a ground ball or something, man, like in yeah. my pain. Um, but yeah, th- this was a really, really good win. Um, like you said, Sor- Soroka, Soroka looked pretty, pretty good. Like he gave up that Homer to Adamas in the six, obviously, but, um, you know, other than that, I think you look, I think you look pretty impressive. Um, you know, the strikeouts are still not there. Um, he, he's, he's kind of, you know, transitioned to a contact pitcher now at this point. So, you know, that's kind of worrisome, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll take, we'll take the start all day long from, from Soroka, especially with all the injuries we've got, like, you know, I'll, I'll take that all day. Yeah, I, I agree. And I guess the Braves didn't agree cause he's back in Gwinnett, but, um, yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Soroka really, because I really didn't think he looked that bad. Like, um, we'll see though. Maybe they just want to give him more time to figure it out. I guess I don't know. They're kind of jerking him around, which is kind of said like something they said they weren't doing anymore. Yeah. After Kyle Wright, so I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I, I do trust the Braves, but it's just a bit weird. Um, so yeah, game two. This was when they lost, uh, in Milwaukee. They went up three to nothing. Um, from Austin Riley, that guy hit a three run homer in the third. And that was all the Braves got in this one. Um, Joe Jimenez gave up the uh, the uh, game go ahead sack fly in the eight to uh, Sal Freelick, and this was just the Sal Freelick game. Um, the Braves were on the wrong end of it. I think he went four for four, and he had two crazy plays in right field. I think he robbed Arcia and Ozuna of at least extra bases. They might have been homers. Um, and he had the go ahead sack fly. So uh, yeah, and his, and his debut, which was pretty cool for him. And yeah, the Brewers probably don't win this game without him. Um, but yeah, this one's kind of on the offense. Um, didn't really do much besides the Riley three run homer. Um, 
But uh, yeah, this was also um, Alan Winnan's debut, and he was a uh, solid just filling in. But uh, yeah, kind of frustrating, but not as bad as like that White Sox or those Diamondbacks games at all. Yeah, most definitely. You know, Winnan's looked pretty pretty good through four. Um, but yeah, the offense like to score to score three in the third and not score again. Um, it's pretty disappointing. But uh, yeah, I guess we're gonna have those nights. We left eight on base, and uh, yeah, it was just, this was just a frustrating game to be honest. Winnan's was the player of the game. Like he was unreal in the field. And just super clutch hitting, like, you know, tip tip your cap to him, man. That was a one of the best debuts I've seen in a while. Yeah, it was just one thing after another. Like he, it just he just kept on going, like it just didn't stop. Um, yeah. so that's cool for him. He's a pretty big prospect for the Brewers, and uh, yeah, pretty exciting for them to have a guy like that. Uh, but yeah, we can move on to the the final game. Um, this was a really good win. Again, mm-hmm. that looked like we were going to lose. Um. They went four to two. Ozzy Albies was the hero, hitting a three-run homer in the eighth inning to put us up four to two. Uh, they had one one run before that. And I was on a Travis Darno homer, and then um, uh, the Brewers tack on one run in the third and fourth to make it two to one. Uh, but uh, old friend in this game, Julio Tehran, was awesome for the Brewers. He really shut us down. It was his first start ever against the Braves, and he went six innings pitch, one earned run. Um, yeah, good for him. I always love Julio Tehran kind of a Braves legend, sort of. Um, but uh, yeah, Bryce Elder, that was another big thing. He bounced back in a big way in this game. Six innings pitch, two earned runs. That was huge for him. And then, um, yeah, Ozzy in the eighth, rerun homer. It was his first homer since uh, the 4th of July when he hit two against the Guardians. So he was in a bit of a drought. Um, but yeah, that was, I, I, things were looking bleak. I was like, oh, we're going to lose our third series in a row. It's rough. And then Ozzy just comes in and saves the day. And then uh, Ben Heller in the eighth, Kind of funny. That's the kind of shows you how the bullpen's in a bit of a mess. <laughs> ben Heller setting up uh, the ninth inning, <laughs> and then uh, Iglesias came in um, and pitched the ninth, and he just shut them down, shook out the side in order. He looked awesome. So, really nice win. And the Aussie homer was just icing on the cake. That was great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this series was kind of weird. Like we saw a bunch of old friends: Contreras, yeah. Tehran, Bryce Wilson. Like, yeah, just, Bryce Wilson. Felt I, forgot, weird. I forgot to mention him. Yeah. Yeah, Bryce Wilson pitched really good against us too in the game before. Um, I think he went like three shutout innings with five yeah. Ks. Like he looked really good. Um, but yeah, this this game was awesome. Like you said, it looked really bleak from the fourth on. It was it was one to two Milwaukee, and nothing was going on uh, up until the eighth inning. Uh, Albies hits a just a mammoth opposite field home run yeah, from he, the left side of the plate. He really got into it. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Super clutch. Um, you know, I, I felt like for a, this entire week, we were kind of like missing that big hit. Like, you know, obviously in the, the Arizona, the, the first game of the series, you score 13, you you expect to win that one. But uh, yeah. other than that, it was like, you know, I felt like we were down a lot and, and we just weren't having the big clutch hits like like normally, like um, like this team does. But Except uh, for yeah. Riley, he was the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so to, to see someone else produce um, – you know, all these coming up big, hitting that home run, like you said, was in a pretty big drought. Um, but yeah, Bryce Elder in this game, he looked like he was back. Like mm-hmm. this was, uh, you know, one of his first starts in a while that, uh, you know, you felt like he was back. He had his stuff and, uh, you know, things were working out. So, yeah, really, really good series win. Um, you know, Braves still haven't lost a series against a division leader in baseball. So any other division, yeah. um, you know, just just 
super dominant against really good teams. And, you know, we've lost a couple series against some really bad teams. So it's kind of weird, to be honest. It's, yeah, it is weird. And I, I thought for a second, I was like, oh, wait, because the Orioles overtook the Rays. Then I remember we beat the Orioles also. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we kind of, yeah, I guess that's the way to do it. I mean, beat the teams that you have to play in the playoffs, play good against them. And uh, if you get your ass kicked from time to time against the A's and White Sox, I guess it evens out. But uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and the and the Brewers are good, man. Like Christian Yelich has been awesome. He's like back, back to being Christian Yelich. Um, him and Cody Bellinger, two guys that seem like they were lost forever back this year. It's kind of kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, they're a good team, and this is really nice on the road too. They're hot right yeah. now. They're getting good. Their bullpen. Pitching. Their bullpen had 29 um, scoreless innings until Ozzy hit that homer in a row. I think that yeah. was like their franchise record. Like, yeah, they, they, um, they're good. And uh, a team the Braves could see in the playoffs again. So, yeah, nice series win. Um, all that good stuff and a good bounce back after a couple of rough ones against the Sox and uh, D back. So now we can, uh, we can do the trade deadline now. We are eight days away. Um, you know, probably not. Uh, super exciting deadline coming up for the Braves just because they have a lot already and it's kind of uh, the price you got to pay for just having a good team pretty much everywhere already but they definitely uh, have some holes to fill kind of or at least some that they could um, we already talked about the two trades made today but we can kind of get into some more major guys uh, we'll start off with the starting pitching uh, before we even get into the names do you think the Braves will trade for a starting pitcher next week um I think that's one of their needs, but I don't think they will. I think with them getting freed back, um, Elder looking pretty promising against Milwaukee. Um, I, I I don't see them doing that, but I mean, I definitely could. Like, yeah, I think I think the main needs right now you need, you know, depending on if you really like those relief guys that AA just got. Um, if he believes in them, I think we're good. You know, I think maybe another reliever. Uh, we I think we need a middle infielder. I think we need a backup middle infielder. Yeah, yeah. If Ozzy, yeah, if Ozzy or Arcia goes down, I mean, you got to run Colberson out there. Like that's just I don't know. That's not. I, I don't know. I don't really like trust and believe in him too much anymore. Um, yeah. So I think middle infielder and then you know starting pitcher is probably the third priority. I could see them going out and getting a guy uh, who's on an expiring deal on a bad team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I could see that. Yeah, um, we can get some names now for the starters, and I think I think they'll at least get somebody, even if it's like what they did last year with Jake Odorizzi, some guy that's not like a stud, just a guy that's going to eat innings. Because uh, with Wright being out till September, and you know they're just juggling guys right now, Soroka, Allard, you know back back when Schuster and Schauber and all them guys were up too. So here's some names that are uh, interesting. Um, some of the big ones are uh, Lucas Giolito of the White Sox. He's having a really good year. Um, Shane Bieber of the Guardians. He actually uh, won't be able to pitch till September, but he's a stud. Um, Jordan Montgomery of the Cardinals. Uh, Dylan Cease of the White Sox. He's a guy that has multiple years, so it'll probably take a lot to get him. Um, Patrick Corbin's on this list. I'm not sure if I agree with that. <laughs> but uh, uh, Jack Flaherty of the Cardinals. He's a guy. Um, Kyle Freeland of the Rockies. Sonny Gray of the Twins. But they're in first place. I don't think they're going to trade him. Uh, Michael Lorenzen of the Tigers. He made the all-star team just because the Tigers had to have an all-star. Lance Lynn of the White Sox. He's an expiring contract. And then uh, I just got to say his name at least, Shohei Otani. He pitches. So um, I don't think that's going to happen, but that is the 
highest upside one. Oh, here's one that I didn't see on this list earlier. Drew Smiley. Pretty good year with the Cubs. I would yeah. hit that. <laughs> um, also, Marcus Stroman, too, for the Cubs. Uh, yeah, those are some names. Anybody stick out to you there that you'd be interested in? Um, some of the big name guys I don't think are likely, though, with the Braves. Yeah, I, you know, Dylan Cease would be number one, obviously, but, uh, you know, I think he'd cost a pretty, pretty penny. Um, yeah. You know, White Sox are bad. They, they'll, they'll probably try to dump him off somewhere. Um, uh, you said, did you say Giolito? Yeah, Lucas Giolito. He's another white. The White Sox got so much to sell. They're the main team here. Yeah, he's pretty interesting. Um, you know, I think Shane Bieber. I think Shane Bieber would be interesting. You know, he's another top of the line guy, but he's only got one he more had, year. He's got a year after this too, so he he would uh, he would be for next year also. But this is when yeah. the Guardians like to trade their guys. So yeah, exactly. And he's not having the best year. Um, so you know, he he may be a little bit cheaper than than he would have been. You know, two years ago, obviously. Um, let's see, Stroman. Stroman's super interesting because he's having a good year. Um, yeah. I don't know what the Cubs are going to do. The Cubs are weird. So they need to sell. I know they've been winning lately, but they're just not good enough. Like it would be, they have so much like him and Bellinger. They could get so much for those two right now. And they're just not good enough this year. They should definitely sell. I think. Yeah, I agree. What What do you think? Any of those names like stick out? I, the one that I think like, that's like a, that might be the perfect storm for the Braves of an actual good pitcher. And the guy that's not going to break the bank because the Braves don't have prospects really is Jordan Montgomery on the Cardinals. He got traded last deadline um, from the Yankees. Uh, so it'd be back-to-back deadline traded for him, but he's got a 337 ERA, a 359 FIP, um, strikes out 8.2 guys per nine innings. Um, he's a guy that's pitched in the playoffs before with the Yankees. I think, uh, and he's a rental. He's only for the rest of the season. He's a guy that they could reasonably get. I think that's like good and, like not a, you know, I think like Strowman, Giolito, uh, Bieber, Cease, those guys are going to, you're going to have to trade a lot. And I think the Braves could easily get outbid for those guys. Jordan Montgomery, he's just good. He's solid. So uh, I think um, he's like a real possibility, I think. Um, yeah. He's a lefty too. So he's, he's 30 years old. I, I think the Braves could get him and um, like it wouldn't be like a, the most insane thing ever. So. Yeah, I think I think they need to target, you know, maybe a guy like Michael Lorenzen who would, you know, come yeah. in and and just be a, a solid four. Like mm-hmm. you don't need a you don't need a top two starter in the rotation right now. Um, you you just you, we just don't have enough to give up. So I yeah. think I think somebody like that with like a four, you know, having a bad year five ERA, just just come in and just be steady. Like like you said, Oda Rizzi was the perfect example. Just just come in and eat some innings and you know give the offense a chance to score some runs. Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, I, like if they did, if they did want to make like a big starting pitching move just to make this rotation insane, I would love it. Like mm-hmm. if they went and got Stroman or Giolito and you're going to roll out Freed, Strider, Giolito to start a playoff series and then Morton is like your floatered fourth starter and then you'll have Kyle Wright too. Like that's an insane rotation. That would be yeah. kind of like that would be like just like the uh all right, we're we are here to win the World Series, like we are going to destroy you move. Um, but the Braves have never really operated like that, and I just don't really see them doing it until they actually do it. Um, but yeah, we can uh, we can move on to some relievers now. These guys aren't as uh noteworthy because they are relievers, but there are some names 
Um, there was actually a tweet that came out just before we started recording um, about David Bednar of the Pirates. And uh, it says that the Pirates will listen to offers for him. I just want to read you his stats real quick. A 115 ERA, 47 strikeouts and 39 innings, and he's been worth two war this year as a closer. <laughs> so, uh, and he's got years of control. So that's the one that would cost a lot, but that's like a, a huge move if they do it because he's awesome. I don't say this likely, but he is one. The, he's been one of the best relievers in baseball. He's been an All Star the past two seasons. If that happened, um, it would be a huge haul for the Pirates. But uh, I had at least mentioned him because that would be he's like the guy out there right now. Um, some of the other names: um, Liam Hendricks of the White Sox, Kendall Graveman of the White Sox. Um, he actually has some more years attached. Uh, Kendall Graveman, so he would be beyond this year. Um, got some Washington Nationals, Braves legend Carl Edwards Jr., uh, Kyle Finnegan, um, Daniel Bard of the Rockies. He's been a uh, pretty insane this year. Um, who else we got here? Uh, Pierce Johnson on the Braves already got one of them. Uh, Joe Kelly of the White Sox, Alex Lange of the Tigers. Um, yeah, Kenyon Middleton of the uh White Sox, too. The White Sox have a ton of guys, so that's kind of the moral yeah. of the story here. Um, any of those guys stick out? I mean, if they trade for a reliever, um, which I think they probably will get another one or two, it's probably gonna be one of these guys on this list, or it could be like a guy like. Pierce Johnson, who was just not on no one's radar at all. There's just so many relievers out there. You never know, really. Yeah, I mean, I think I think obviously Kendall Graveman would be unreal. Um, you know, he's got yeah. a two five six ERA and thirty three appearances this year. Um, you know, at Brad Hand again from the Rockies, uh, White Sox, Hendricks. Um, th- those are some bad teams. They 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 need to unload on those guys and and let them go. Uh, I think I think another interesting arm would be Brent Suter from the Rockies left-handed mm. pitcher. He's been unreal. He's got a two, eight, two ERA and 31 appearances. Um, yeah, he, he would be nasty coming out of the bullpen. Um, let's see. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think, do you think they need a left-hander or, or, or a right-handed reliever right now? Um, mentor is about to be back soon, which that's good. Um, Dylan Lee, He's just been out for so long with like no updates really, and he's like not like he hasn't even made like rehab assignments yet. So I think a lefty is needed. Um, Suter's a good one, man. I haven't he wasn't really on my radar, but a two six two ERA in Coors, it's no joke. Yeah, um, and he's a he's a veteran too. He's, he's he pitched for the Brewers for a long time. Um, so that's a big one. Um, oh, the one guy I meant to mention, like along with David Bednar, that would just be the huge move if the Padres sell Josh Hader. Oh, His yeah. ERA is under one this year, and he's a free agent. So if the Pirates – or not the Pirates, the Padres have a bad week uh, this week and decide to, like, move on from, uh, like, Blake Snell, who's a starting pitcher, that would be, like, a death star move. He's had, He has the best ERA in Major League Baseball right now. Um, Josh Hader, like, he might be, like – if I could pick anybody to join this team, the deadline might be Josh Hader. His ERA is under one this year. Yeah, and I, th- I think if the Padres, you know, this week, if they don't go five and one, they're selling. I think they're four games under 500. Like, yeah, it's just so, it's so disappointing. Like, yeah, go out and get all these stars. And it, man, I, I just, it's unbelievable because they have Blake Snell and Hader and, you know, all these superstars in the lineup and they're four games under 500. Not good. Yeah. It's, uh, they're having a really rough year. I know some people have said they might trade Juan Soto. They're not trading Juan Soto. Um, cause they can be good next year, you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah just to talk about Hader a little bit more. 55 strikeouts and 37 innings. That's a 13.4 Ks per nine. 
a 0.97 ERA. <laughs> so he's like been like the best reliever in baseball. He would pretty much be adding that to your team this year. So uh, yeah, if they want to do that, by all means, that's one like, let's do, like a mock trade here. Would you trade like AJ Smith Shaver for Josh Hader? Mm, just for the half probably, season? Probably not. <laughs> would you trade really... Ron Grissom for I'll Josh Hader? I was saying like Grissom and Shaw were the two in my head, and like I don't know. I would, I would probably do Grissom, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's like and the Braves system so weird to like evaluate these guys because they have a terrible farm system. Um, but uh, yeah, like it's uh, it's interesting. It would be a lot. I mean, he's so good, and there's gonna be and if he like and again, the Padres might not even trade him. He's not like he's on the White Sox, and he's for sure getting traded. Um, but uh. Yeah, if they do say, "Hey, Hater is available," every contender is going to be calling them. So that's when the like one of the situations where the Braves like probably just get outbid, and uh, that kind of that kind of sucks. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. Um, any other relievers that caught your eye? Scott Barlow, the Royals. You a Scott Barlow guy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> like let's see, Jason Foley on the Tigers. I think uh, he's, he's been, been pretty really good, good actually this year. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's been really good. Uh, he's got a lot of control under for the next few years. Um, Renato Lopez too in the White Sox. He he's got some pretty nasty stuff when he's right. I think he's a free agent too. I'm gonna make yeah, a prediction. I, the Braves are going to make a trade with the White Sox next week. I think every yeah, contender probably will. <laughs> so get, get it might not Graveman. be a hot take. <laughs> Graveman, yeah, Graveman Lopez Middleton. He's got a two five two ERA. So. Uh, yeah, I'll take any of those guys. Even Hendricks. I think Hendricks is hurt right now. Yeah, Hendricks or, or Joe Kelly. I mean, those, Joe Kelly too. He's got yeah. experience, so yeah. And they're they're trading so much. Like Tim Anderson, I think he's having a hot stretch after being like one of the worst hitters in baseball. So he's probably gonna get traded. They have so much to trade. Um, them and the Cardinals. Um, which uh, I think we can uh, transition to the last position I want to talk about was a position you didn't mention. Um, but I do want to present to you some numbers real quick. Since the start of July, the two worst hitters on the Braves, can you guess who they are? By WRC Plus, I'll, I'll say that. Um, Probably st- like starters. Yeah, guys, they both have over 50 plate appearances this month, which was my qualifier. It's got to be the DH in left field. Yep, it's Eddie yeah. and Ozuna. They both have a 19 WRC Plus in July. Um. This was just kind of me just throwing stuff against the wall. Do you think the Braves can make a move for an outfielder, or yeah, uh, or like or like even just a DH guy? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think you sweep Red Sox and then tell Adam Duvall to stay in Atlanta. Oh yeah, trade for him again. Bring him back, <laughs> dude. He was so clutch. Um, you know, he's got that pop still. He's actually having a, a pretty solid year. I know he was hurt for a little while, but he started hot, and uh, you know he's been pretty good lately. But yeah, I mean, I could definitely see them going out and getting a, another bat. I mean, if if they're not playing Pilar, um, you know, obviously he plays at the end of the game for defensive liability. But um, you know, I, I I could see them going out and getting another slugger. I mean, heck, you know, Azuna went on a little hot stretch, but he, you know, he's been cool for a little while. So yeah, most definitely. Yeah, him and Eddie have been rough, and uh, even if it is like a just. Like I, I like Pilar, and I think he's been pretty good. But even if you just want to replace him and get like a, a better righty, I think um you could do that. Like I let me look at 
Is Randall Gritchick a righty? He is. Randall Gritchick of the uh, uh, Rockies. He has an 842 OPS this year, and he's a free agent. Um, a guy like that, Adam Duvall is another good one, if the Red Sox do sell, which uh, they're kind of in it a little bit. So we'll see about them. The Cardinals, they've came out and said that they're trading some, at least one of their outfielders, Dylan Carlson, who was, used to be a big prospect, maybe like Tyler O'Neill, Lars Newtbar. Um, those guys have a bunch of years attached, so they might be a little more expensive. But yeah, I like I I had kind of felt like Eddie and Ozuna had been bad. Then I looked at the numbers today, and they've been the two worst hitters on the team. So yeah, and like another another example of if um like we talked about this was the starting pitching if the Braves wanted to just make the power move, probably the most sought after guy at this deadline is Cody Bellinger. They got Cody Bellinger. Good lord, because he has been awesome. I think his OPS is above nine. He's a center fielder that'll be playing left field, so the defense out there would be insane between him and Harris. I mean, like yeah, there's there's some options there. Um, as far as just straight DHs go, uh, Shohei Otani again. If you hey. really wanted, to, if you really wanted to make a power move, um, now that this one's this one's interesting. The Marlins have been awful lately. If they have another ah. awful week, could they trade Jorge Soler back to the Braves? I don't see it happening, man. They're still. They're still they're in still it. Like in they're it, literally yeah. tied. They're tied with the Phillies. But they've been uh, so bad since the All-Star break. Like, it's all coming downhill for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they will either, but it's funny, fun to think about if they do. Just yeah. get get Solaire and Duval and Jock Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring Get the band back together. Just have the most insane bench of all time. Um, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andrew McCutcheon. If uh, he's been good for the Pirates, but I think he's yeah. like only been a DH. I think they're more likely to uh, to like reduce Eddie's playing time than Ozuna's. I feel like because they've just never been like they've never really reduced Ozuna's playing time. <laughs> Even right. when he was awful, he's always just kind of played, and um, then he got good again. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's hard to get a read really with the Braves because. Like they could get better at left field, they could get better at starting pitching, but will they just do it on the margins, or will they make like a splash? Is the question. So, uh, yeah, I, I like what you said about him, a middle infielder too. Um, you know, you want to keep Vaughn Grissom and Brain Shoe making AAA, um, get them reps, or they might be getting traded in a week. <laughs> um, honestly, they they could definitely be moved. Um, but uh, yeah, like there's there's some guys out there like if, if with the cardinals too if like brendan donovan they wanted to trade him like he'd be a good depth piece um he's a young guy like t- if you wanted tim anderson <laughs> for, a, for a couple months to be on your bench maybe him um so yeah we'll see what they do there those are kind of big names um that they probably won't get but uh definitely something to think about so yeah you got any more uh more trade thoughts before we get out of here Nah, man. I think uh, you know. I think go grab uh, Josh Hader and Shohei Otani and uh, make a run for the World Series. Hey. <laughs> nah, uh, you know, if they want to do that, do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I mean, the offense, the offense is is pretty much set. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you want to go and get a you know backup middle infielder and, um, you know maybe a. I I just don't see them replacing Rosario with his with his playoff you know playoff sure. running went they on. They don't have to replace him. They just gotta get like a guy to play along with him. Like I think it's more likely they upgrade on Kevin Pilar. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't think Pilar yeah. is 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 he's know, good. He's good, but they're like there's better guys up there. 
yeah. like Kevin Pillar, I think, let me look real quick. I think he's like below average on the year now offensively. Yeah, I mean, I think, it's it's really hard when you come in for, for yeah, one at that. 92 WRC plus. It is, that is true. And he plays great defense. They were, and yeah. look, I think it's more likely that than not that they do nothing with the, the position players. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if they got Randall Grichik was the righty example who has an 842 OPS, then that platoon offensively is, a, I think, a lot better than Pilar. No offense to Pilar, I think Grichik's is better than him hitting wise, and I think Grichik's a solid defender too. So, um, something like that would be cool. But yeah, I I I wouldn't be shocked or mad if they just ran with this offensive group the rest of the year because they've been the best offense yeah. in baseball <laughs> so yeah i will not be upset at all it's just something to think about um of just a move you can make on the margins but uh yeah i think what to really look for is bullpen and um some kind of starter i think are the two main ones if they're going to make a big splash it will be with those two i pretty confident saying yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of, of making a big splash instead of going out and getting these small pieces and stuff. I think mm-hmm. you should just solidify, um, you know, what we already what we already got going in Atlanta. Just just solidify it. Just just bring bring a big name. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, I like a big reliever coming out. I like I like, a you know, a solid three or four starter. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know, man, we have we have so much comfort right now. Eleven and a half games up. Um, you know, they could do whatever they want, I think. And, uh, you know, we'll be fine. We'll be, we'll be in the playoffs set in stone. I just think, I just think you need maybe a little bit more depth, middle infield and, you know, go get a starter, go get a, go get a, you know, middle of the line starter. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think, I think we're sitting, we're sitting pretty good. Yeah. The Braves are really good. Um, they, I think they'll do something, but even if they did absolutely nothing besides these two trades today, I think they're still the favorites to win the world series. <laughs> That just yeah. kind of goes to show how good they are. And uh, yeah, and we, look, we talked about all the sellers. There's always going to be the weird trades like last year when Will Smith got traded to the Astros and two contenders make a trade or when the Braves got a Glacius out of nowhere last year and no one, he was on no one's radar. That's probably what's going to happen more than likely than us making our one of our predictions. So um, yeah, the trade deadline is weird. Something weird happens every year, like happened twice with the Braves last year. So we'll just see. Um and yeah, I'm excited. I love the trade deadline. It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite sports days. NBA trade deadline, MLB trade deadline. It's always fun seeing guys yeah. move around. So I'm looking forward to it. And um, I'm still rooting for Otani to get traded somewhere, except for the Dodgers. So I saw someone saying that the Rays should get Otani, which I thought that would be just sick because <laughs> they could never sign him, but they could trade for him. They have the prospects to trade for him. They could just go for it this year, and he would be playing in the trop. I think that would be awesome. So uh, yeah. We'll be back next week um, covering the trades. I guess we'll we'll record on Tuesday next week. So we have the trade deadline. We can talk about all the trades. And, uh, yeah, Braves could look a little bit different by uh, this time next week. So um, if you uh, made it this far listening, we really, really appreciate it. And we'll see you in the next one.